Hey, Nick, do you prefer the cheerleaders, the majorettes, or the dancers? Uh, I mean, it depends on how they're dancing. What kind kind of dance? Well, I mean, majorettes have batons, so are they just out? I mean, you can do a lot with a baton as long as it vibrates, but I do enjoy a stanky dance. That's true. So probably I'll the dance a, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Hey guys, it's your favorite final girl and your favorite final boy, Nick and Emily, coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly episode or weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the worst slasher movies. This week, best and worst. Best and worst. This <laughs> week, we'll be slashing through 1987's The Majorettes. As always, Emily's got an original VHS copy, so uh, uh, get her batons out and hear what's on the back of that fucking box. From Shockmaster John Russo, co-author of the original Night of the Living Dead, comes the Majorettes. Prepare for steamy action suspense thriller at a high school of horrors. The Majorettes are being terrorized by a twisted madman who is knocking them off one by one. The town is baffled. Nobody seems to have a clue about the real murderer. Is it Mace Jackson, a jilted boyfriend of one of the victims? Is it Jeff Holloway, the school's star quarterback? (laughs) who's being perfectly framed for the crime that's not true but okay is it harry Schuler, the perverted school janitor he's been acting very suspicious lately vent voyeur is it's after school and the majorettes are rehearsing their precision routines by the end of the day there will be one less majorette and one more vicious act of murder it's pure terror from start to finish in the majorettes 1987. What are your thoughts on this movie? On this movie? Um, no, the other one. Yeah, this movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that movie, the other one, is really good. Uh, this, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's it, There's not much to say except until we get into it. Um, you can uh, go ahead uh, and get into it a little I, bit. I, there's a lot of tits. I like it. <laughs> I uh, I do like it. I find it ridiculous. Um, I find the characters of Harry and Helga ridiculous. I don't understand them. Um, I find most of the characters pretty ridiculous. And I, I like I, I like Jeff. Uh, and then towards the end of the movie, we'll talk about it when we get there. But like, there's some weird stuff that goes on. But uh, no, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, was this shot on video? Uh, I think it had a very very limited theatrical release okay so like, I, cu- I couldn't tell like if it was shot on video it was shot very well yeah it was released um in europe yeah under the title one by one <laughs> those guys will take anything yeah so what was the title one by one well uh major ets was better so it was released in theaters there but it wasn't here because or they were trying to secure a release in America. They finally just ended up negotiating for a home distribution deal with Vestron. Yeah, seems so. uh, seems uh, seems the best option. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it did in, in Europe or even where it was shown, but it's the biggest movie in Europe ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, we... Take take that hard day tonight. That was an American hit. It was. Yeah, hard day. Europe never liked the Beatles. Only America. And Japan. <laughs> nope. nope. Nowhere no, else. That's a little known fact. Europe hates the Beatles. That's why they left. They hated David Bowie, too. 
Get the fuck out of here, Starman. Yeah. They liked Roxy music, though, because they never hit it as big in America. Well, they were so fey. They loved that stuff. Yeah. Um, the Majorettes. Back to the Majorettes. Uh, I do like the opening. I think it's cool how the skull the comes credits. out. Yeah. No, not that part. Before that, with like the um, purple and the skull. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... The first thing we see are the majorettes dancing and thirty year old cheerleaders. And they're having their pictures taken, but I guess for this yearbook or something, they're having their pictures taken. But all they're doing is dancing in their leotards and they don't even have their batons. So I'm not sure how anyone is supposed to know that they're majorettes at this point. Because their 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 batons are sitting somewhere, but you would think if you're taking pictures of majorettes for something that they would have the batons. I would imagine. I mean, it would, it would make sense. Also, they look very very uh, much older than high school. Uh, uh, you know, cheerleaders would. You know, it's like, oh goddamn, Debbie never gave up the dream. Well, that's why I thought at, for a long time, or not for a long time. I've only seen this movie like twice, but. Maybe three times. The first two times I watched it, I thought the detective character was dating one of the majorettes because she looks the same age as all of... Was he not dating one of them? No, it's the, the coach. The, okay, yeah. So he is dating the coach, He's right? dating the coach. All right. But, she, but for a long time, I thought she was the same age as all... I thought she was a majorette. Oh, yeah. They look about the same. Yeah. Which is a That's whole... That's good casting. Yeah. Well, at the end, I guess so. Um... Anyway, so while this is all happening, this creepy janitor is watching them. Now, this character, we're going to find out, his name is Harry, and he is the son of this uh, Nazi-sounding nurse named Helga, and he has the accent of Gomer Powell, so I'm not really sure how that worked out. Yeah, well, that proves that eugenics don't mean shit, because <laughs> yeah. uh, he totally got none of the ge- the uh, dominant genes from his mother. None. No. I don't know. I don't know what fucking hick she uh, spawned with, but I don't know how he never picked up. I mean, even that school, they don't have that hick of an accent. I guess trying to trying to raise the master race in Indiana doesn't work out. How do you know it was Indiana? I I don't know. Okay. Well, it wouldn't. Okay. I mean, I'm not it, saying. It looks like Indiana. I, I can't say much because of my accent. I'm just saying that, like, my parents, though, have my accent, but worse. My mom isn't sitting over here sounding like, you know, Dr. Mengele. No. Well. Is that how you say his name? Mengele. I mean, whatever. Well, I was raised by an atheist, so I'm godless and have no accent. That's not true. Hey, y'all. <laughs> well, you can do you. You think you can do mine pretty well. Um. Okay, we've gotten Harry out of the way. Not really, though, because we cut to a shower scene, mm. and it just so happens that they're all talking about Harry being creepy. Um, and then we he see he licks a mop handle. Well, we do see shortly after they talk about him being creepy that he has a peephole, but it's not just a peephole. It's the entire vent opening yeah. of the bathroom. Yeah, he's the vent voyeur. Yeah. But this girl, Vicky, one of the main characters, she says he's okay, but that's only because um, Harry 
is the son of Helga, who is Vicky's grandmother's nurse. That's not confusing. And Harry lives at their house as well. Of course he does. He has a dark room there also, oh. which is okay. oh, photography. Yeah. Um, then it, after that, it cuts to what I thought at first was the inside of the most heinous Catholic church I've ever seen. Yeah. Turns out it's not a, not a Catholic church or a church at all. It is uh, Vicky's grandmother's house, Elvira. That's just, that's just how she lives. That's how Elvira yeah. lives. Elvira doesn't really live. But I mean, she, she, uh, I don't know. I, after after seeing this movie, she probably had the best time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Elvira, the grandmother, does not change her facial expression once in the entire movie. And that is the best acting we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're in we're in El, we're in Elvira and Vicky's house, and it's also Helga and Harry's house. I want to meet girls named Elvira and Vicky. I know, and she's like ninety years old. Anyway, I don't care. Um, Helga, who is Elvira's nurse, she's in a wheelchair. She's mute. She doesn't speak. Um, she's ba- basically talking to Elvira about how she's going to kill her and get all of her stuff when she dies. And then she says something about that she has plans for Vicky and then Elvira. But she doesn't go into it much at that point. She just says she has plans for both of them, but Vicky first. I love how, like, uh, nobody really, like, uh, whenever hiring this, like, stay-at-home maid or whatever, or, like, you know, nobody noticed that she was a Nuremberg nurse. You yeah. Know, like, what and the that fuck? her son sounds like he's from uh, maybe maybe the... Maybe that was the wolf in sheep's clothing. It's like, well, she's got this idiot son, so maybe she's not a Nazi. What's that movie, like, The Wild and... Wonderful whites. Oh yeah, the Jesco White stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That he's part of that family. Sure. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, you no, know, that that's the beautiful thing about Nurse Helga is she came over to Indiana and somehow fucked her cousin. <laughs> somehow, and like her cousin, yeah, I don't know, yeah. her cousin, and, and her Missi- other German cousin in yeah. like Mississippi, and yeah. I'm I'm talking like Mississippi burning Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they got Harry. <laughs> Who knows? We don't know who the dad is. We never find that out. That that, well, that would be an interesting be a, story to flesh a, out. To tell you the truth, I like this movie. That would be a better movie. <laughs> Just knowing <laughs> yeah, the story. The backstory of how that guy came to be. Yeah. So uh, after we see her basically, you know, being like, I'm going to kill the, or I'm going to, you know, take care of Vicky. I'm going to take care of you. Basically saying, I'm going to kill you. Well, See, that's the problem with Nazis is whenever they say, hey, take care of this old lady, they don't understand the meaning of it. They're like, I'll take care of you, and then I'll take care of your your, your children well, and your lineage. She definitely like, knew stop. what she was talking about. We cut to um, a car pulling up into a, kind of a lover's lane type sit- sitch. And, uh, <laughs> sitch? You yeah, got a little a, sitch going on? Yeah, you got a sitch. And uh, we have Tommy, who's a nerd. Hey man, Tommy's kind of cool, and he, but uh, he's portrayed as a nerd. Yeah, so he gets played like a bitch. He does, but he's but he is portrayed as a nerd. They talk about it later, a so that's why guy. I said that. So he's on a date to um, this makeout spot with Nicole, who is one of the majorettes, mm. and he's really confused as to why she even wants to go out with him because she's I, I like was a little too. Yeah, I think everyone was. Well, they talk about it later. So um, yeah, they, uh, they talk about it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but she's like i want you and you're you're going somewhere in your life and whatever so she starts trying to have sex with him but then she's like i can't do this and he gets, she, he gets a good tit grab he tries not yeah. to he's a nice guy yeah but she's like i can't do this to you. you're too nice and then she admits a lot so she admits to him that she is actually pregnant by the local gang leader mace the school tough who wants her to have an abortion but she wanted to she wanted to make it with tommy and say that he's the father yeah she wanted to blame it on him and uh tommy's like i can't believe you go out with that dope pusher you know if she would have just held her fucking uh her her shit clear tommy would have fucking owned up to that or is that his name tommy mm, the way mace or Tom- no not mace tommy but- the one she's on the date with yeah, yeah. tommy dude he yeah. would have totally taken care of that kid i know and he was going somewhere yeah, she fucked it up um and so apparently tommy is this person she barely knows uh but now she he's like her main source of advice okay um then we see who okay i do think the killer is uh pretty creepy i think the garb that he wears is pretty creepy and there's like a military camouflage yeah and there's with a like a thing a whole like sack camouflage over his head yeah yeah there's one scene later on where it's really creepy it's effective yeah. yeah so anyway we see this guy in a mili- in military garb on top of the car and he starts thrusting his knife into the top once again like in a killer workout i don't know why they couldn't just like lay down in the sea but cool um no they just sit and look at it and scream yeah tommy um he's able to get into the top because it's i guess it's fabric top or something like a convertible that has i don't know anyway tommy's going places he's the killer is able to grab tommy and he pulls him out of the top of the car and um he slits his throat while he's doing that though nicole gets out of the car and runs away and by the way the amount of time after she gets out of the car pretty quickly. Yeah, it sounds like it, she's running away from a lot more than the car. And it takes him a while to get Tommy out, slit his throat. So she got a she had a pretty good advantage on him. She had a pretty good dude in the car there too. But she had a good advantage. Like she had a good running advantage on him. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so after he kills Tommy, he starts you know going into the direction of where she is, which is in the woods, which, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't just keep running until you got out of the woods, but whatever. She runs for a while. This adds even more time that she should have been able to get away from this guy. Um, While he was dealing with Tommy. Exactly. She had a good lead. Um, But uh, at one point, she falls very briefly. Not, But she doesn't fall for that long. But somehow, this fall... He's able to catch up with her in point two seconds, which I didn't oh, find no, from around believable. a tree too. Yeah, no, well that that she falls before oh, the tree, okay. and he that's when he first gets up to her and slices her arm, and she, but she's able to get away because she hits him with some wood. But I didn't find it probable that he got up to her that quickly when she had that much of a lead and she had just fallen for like half a second. But okay, um, she, so she gets away from him at, at one point. He's down. And instead of continuing running out of the fucking forest, 
she stops by a tree for an extended amount of time. Yeah, it is too long. She's just standing there. That for that that's not endless woods. Well, hey man, when you're a majorette, you got to pose. Well, she should have had more endurance, and the woods end. It would have gotten somewhere. <laughs> the woods always end. It's just annoying. Anyway, I guess you know the movie wouldn't have happened if you know she had been. Anyway, but again, all right. again, might have been more of an interesting movie. Might have turned into Stone Magnolias. Oh God, I, you know what? Fuck Julia Roberts. Yeah, I agree. I, I, that was my favorite part of the movie when she died. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I do like Dolly Parton. Yeah, but fuck Sally like, Field's feelings. <laughs> I do like Dolly Parton, but she was better in 9 to 5. And I do like the part with Sally Field. Well, I don't like it, but... Who was the other girl in 9 to 5? Uh, 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 there are Jane Fonda and Jane Lily... Fonda. It was Lily, a Lily Tomlin? Lily Tomlin, was yeah. It? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, fuck yeah. Much better than Still Magnolias. And also a way different Bob. But anyway, um, okay, sorry. I thought it was a sequel. <laughs> it came out before. <laughs> everything, everything turns it came out, out all right. Before, it came out before Still Magnolias, but like I think quite a bit. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Y'all can correct me if you want. I really don't give a fuck. Um. So, Nicole is by this tree for an extended amount of time, and uh, the killer is able to get up to her, and so he stabs her in the chest, slits her throat, and then he takes her body, and he dips her into the creek. Now, at this point, we cut, it starts doing this cut thing, where it, on first look, it looks like it's a flashback, because he's dipping her while this is happening. It's a cut scene of someone else being dipped into water we call it baptism yes uh, yeah but um it's not a flashback it just ends up being the next scene (laughs) so okay um so the next scene is that this girl is being baptized and this stupid small church outside is watching the sheriff is there and i don't think Correct me if I'm wrong or don't, but I'm 99% sure that, like, cops don't wear their uniforms to church. Wait, so is he at church or is he just observing? No, he's at church. Yeah, I don't know. No, he's at church I, I, because he's part of the, he's singing with a, like. Maybe Indiana does something different than we do. I hate how you think this is in Indiana. It, well, where is it? Alabama, probably. Alabama? I mean, is, do they ever say where they're at? Florida. There no, but no it's got to be it's Florida. Florida. It's, yeah. Really? It, yeah, Every, well, that you're makes right. sense. Everybody has a pool. Yeah. So. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, like swampy Florida, like some buttfuck area of Florida. Like there aren't a Those million are the most us. fun parts of Florida. <laughs> well, they're, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so anyway, the sheriff is, is actually part of this church and uh, is in his garb. Well, it, he, not his garb. He's in his uniform. Um, garb. Yeah. But he's interrupted by the sergeant, who is played by the director of the movie, Bill Hensman. Hinesman. Uh, he, Hinesman. He's the director is actually the first zombie in Night of the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, really? Yes. So the director is that, and he also plays the sergeant. So he hmm. comes up and he tells. Uh, so one of those zombies got up and pulled themselves up by their bootstraps yeah, and actually got, did something. Got, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did See, something. zombies are good. Yeah. All right. So he comes up and he tells the sheriff about the murders. And so the sheriff immediately leaves. 
Um, also, by the way, the baptism cleansed uh, this girl's soul forever. Just FYI. I hope so. <laughs> just you ever, wanted you, you ever to been know. baptized? Yeah, I actually have. Yeah, dude, I, I have to do it every week. <laughs> the shit I, I do. I probably should. Yeah. No, nah, dude. Dude, uh, uh, Pornhub has this little click option of like a virtual baptism. It's fucking amazing. It cleanses you. I need you to everything. check it. Check you, out. No, the... there's a lot of fucking uh, priests on Pornhub. You know what? I bet though. Like I was thinking about in the summer, you could go baptize yourself, but like you probably wouldn't want to do it in the quarry because of like all the shit that goes on in there. Well, I mean, there's no body of water you'd want to do it in, but once it's blessed, it's cleansed. Yeah, but that that quarry isn't blessed. Somebody surely have. It's blessed by by sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That is one sexy swimming hole that has been blessed by the Lord Himself. <laughs> that is that that sexy swimming hole is full of the blood of Jesus Christ, and you should be so lucky to bathe in it. Gross. After the sheriff finds out about these murders, he leaves, and we cut to Roland Martell. He's a detective, and he's in bed. That's a hell of a detective name, Roland Martell. Yeah. A Remington Steel. He's in bed with his girlfriend, who we already said is the coach for the majorettes. He's got an in. Yeah. And they're talking about how this this whole movie gets riddled with uh, church stuff, but some of it's really insane. Um, so they're talking about how she used to go to church every, every Sunday before she met him and, but they, and actually they met at church. So why didn't he go anymore? And then this is the first time of a few times that he says this, uh, or she says, you're supposed to be a godparent. And he's, and then she says, how can you be a godfather if you don't believe in God? I think she's misled about what that means. Yeah, I'm like, everyone's misled in this movie about what that means. Roland Martell is misled about what that means. I don't think he is. I think he I understands, do. and I think he's just trying to keep the relationship working because his girl not when he talks to the fucking ridiculous. Not when he talks to the preacher later. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, he, he, yeah, no. God he's, damn it. Yeah, because... I said God damn. I mean... Okay, so, so some couple had a kid, and they are just like, hey... We want you to be their godfather. That doesn't mean that you know everything about God now. That doesn't mean it's shit. Apparently it does. Oh, in this movie it does. Anyway, he didn't say that he didn't believe in God. He just said that he didn't that that he didn't strongly believe in God. Oh, we, we got an, so. we got an agnostic on our hands here. Yeah, we well, got a, we got a runner. He he like kind of does, or I don't know. So he gets a phone call. About the murders, so he has to go. A detective <laughs> gets a phone call about the murders? Yeah, but he knows there's going to be this typical jurisdiction fight. I roll. Ah, uh, paperwork. Ev no, not that. Every single movie where the detective has to fight with the sheriff because he's in his territory and mm -hmm. uh, 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 God, I'm over it. Well, you know, I love it. You know, the local cops uh, scope it out and then the detective comes and is like, hey man, let me do my job. And it's like, well, they were doing their job. Mm, well, come to find out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was doing his job anyway. Sort of. Um, also, after he gets the phone call and gets off the phone, he's basically just like turns to her. He knows that this is a majorette and another person that goes to the school where she's the coach. And he's just like, oh, by the way, uh, they're dead, honey. Bye. Yeah. It's Tuesday. <laughs> hey. So uh, then we're at the crime scene. This is pretty short. There's the power struggle between the detective and the sheriff who fucking cares. <sighs> 
<laughs> Jeez. I, it's, it's so annoying. Who cares? So you have someone else that can help you. So one of these majorette dies. Who gives a fuck? No, not that. It's just like, who cares about the jury? Like, that someone's coming in to fucking help you. Why did you direct this movie? Well, that's a good question. The sergeant doesn't say it, though. The sergeant just is in and out. But, okay, so now we're at football practice. But we're not just at football practice. It ends up being this whole thing that's ridiculous, and I've never seen it done before. But uh, the coach is telling Jeff, is he's a star quarterback, that he needs to try harder. Um, okay, so whatever. Uh, then we I th- see. I think that's just coaching. Yeah. You're not good enough yet. Yeah. Well, he's like, he basically is saying your head's not in the game, which we find out why later. Why, what's been bothering him? Does he, he go down on the coach? No, we find Is out that how he gets his head in the game. No, the reason he's not been he hasn't been all there is because he's been thinking about something that he saw. He hasn't been all there because he hasn't been all here in your heart. No, <laughs> like Disney. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no, Disney's too woke now. Yeah, anyway, Pixar <laughs> it's Pixar part of Disney. I don't know, DreamWorks, one of those. I don't care. DreamWorks is a pedophile corporation. <laughs> They eat babies. God. Um, okay, so Harry, the janitor, that's... Uh, Harry janitors? That was my whole school. I'm sorry. Harry, school terms. Harry, uh, quote, Gomer Powell, yeah, Schuler or whatever warrior. his name yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, so he starts, he stumbles into the, the practice. Of Nazi lineage. Yeah, and he's a, he's a watching with a big shitting grin on his face. Because that's... Anyway. And then he moves up to the bleachers for... To eat a sandwich. To eat a sandwich? He's eating lunch. Is he? Butt-chugging a sandwich? Oh, he's not (laughs) butt-chugging it. They were like, go, 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 go. I I guarantee the gang of toughs that's about to meet him would make him do that. The gang of toughs is a much better way to describe them than I've seen described on... Anyway, okay. So, he heads up to the bleachers with his binoculars for... Because football practice is over. Now, this is something that I've never seen done. It's ridiculous. The marching band, the cheerleaders, the majorettes, and the dance team are all practicing in unison at the same time. And also, by the way, the majorettes are terrible. Yeah, none of them are in sync. At all. Which is funny when we come up to this other thing that I'm going to say. Anyway, while he's watching them with the binoculars, uh, the gang of toughs, and by the way, they're like uh, Confederate toughs. One of them is. No, not all of them. No, all of them are. Well, uh, later we'll see that one of them's not. I don't know well, why. You don't, uh, well, you're okay, assuming. Well, well, okay. So you're it, assuming one of them's not because you think he doesn't look okay, Anglo-Saxon. Okay, sure. Hear, hear me out. <laughs> like, hear but me he out. can be a Nazi. <laughs> I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about like the one, the tall one with the beard, this tall and silent guy, even though Bert? I think so. Uh, but so <laughs> they've got this Confederate theme going on. And I don't know why, because they're in Indiana. They're but, uh, in Florida I now. I don't think they are. They, they think they are. I don't think they know where they're at. <laughs> well, Flo- Florida, I don't know. But on top of that, it's like they have this Confederate theme going on. And one of them, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Loves it. No, looks, the leader, Mace, looks kind of strongly Puerto Rican. And yeah. I don't really know how, that, I mean, that's, that is South. But, uh. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fascination with this the, the street tufts is with the. Well, maybe he just doesn't give a shit because he's the leader of the gang. He is the leader is of the gang. Do- he is the leader of the gang. You know. Yeah, sure. And the, he he just listens to that all the time, yeah. so he can ignore this bullshit. I guess. I guess he's living. His, I guess he's living his best side story, but uh, I don't really know exactly what's going he's on. He's not with-, with his girlfriend. Well, nobody is, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it's like, I don't understand the Confederate theme. Yeah. I don't get it. It's just, it's just thrown in there. It's like they're punk, but they're, they're not punk. They're like punk rock on like like, Confederacy. They're, and they're not even like skinheads. They're just like redneck Appalachian. And one of them really gets into the theme. Oh yeah. We'll get to that. So anyway, Harry's watching all them with his binoculars the gang of it's not the whole gang it's only four of them show up and harry apparently used to use toot which is heroin if you didn't know that horse skag toot but he calls it to, they call it toot so yeah. um and he used to buy it for mace who is the leader of this gang and mace wants his money wait a minute so harry that fucking like inbred idiot is, is using like, heroin that guy knows how to tie up and shoot up without yep. putting a bubble into his fucking I probably vein. was just snorting it Oh, yeah, I guarantee you was. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know this because we never see it happen, I've but if I had Harry. to take a guess, I never met Harry either. I've never seen, I never saw him do to. I've met plenty of Harrys uh, that are like that, but he not seems him. like a, the type. Well, so, so, so he's tooting the toot. Well, he's not anymore. He toots as he pleases. Um, so Mace, uh, apparently he, he bought it for Mace and Mace wants the money that he owes him, which is $150. In 1987, so that'd be yeah. like four, or 80, that'd really be like four grand in today's dollars. Really, 86 because I yeah. don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know inflation. Yeah, I don't either. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Like four grand, right? All I know is what things cost now. Then they just keep going up. And if it changes, I won't remember anything before that. Well, by the end of the day, I will know what heroin costs. <laughs> And it, and who knows even how much he bought? So we don't even know like the amount. So whatever. Harry, anyway, Harry was buying a lot of heroin, a lot of toot. I don't think it was, but I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm making these assumptions. <laughs> and that he's snorting it. I don't know. Um, how, how does Harry do drugs? <laughs> I don't care. I don't know why I'm even thinking about it. Um. Anyway, so. He owes Mace $150, but he doesn't have that on him. And they tell him, well, you could start dealing at the school. And Harry, he can't do that because he'll get in trouble. And I'm like, well, uh, well, maybe you could just uh, sell it through that air vent of a peephole that you have. Well, maybe if Harry uh, started selling it at that high school or wherever the fuck it is, uh, <laughs> maybe he wouldn't have to use the fucking binoculars. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have a bitch begging. Yeah. <laughs> Um, why didn't they why didn't they illuminate him on that and be like hey man if you turn one of those majorettes onto this yeah like, they, they should have brought margaret along yeah they'll be, cra- pr- they'll pr- be crawling to prove you. how awful you can be to a human being and, and then still be with you poison the majorettes <laughs> so uh anyway harry does have out of the 150 dollars he does have 83 dollars on him at at this moment i wonder why he has that amount Oh, I also question that. And why but... is he just eating a sandwich? If he's got $83, yet he's in debt, 100 and how much? 30? 50. So 50. He, he doesn't know that, but he only owes 67 more dollars. Yeah. 
I did that in my head. I didn't. And so I wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. That's so, more constructive than the shit that goes on in my head. So Mace grabs the $83 and he's like, you better have the rest of it by tomorrow or Tila. <laughs> Tila. No, no, no. He says you better have the rest of it by the end of the day. And then. No, Harry, no. Okay. okay. But he says by tomorrow or Tila is going to come break your legs. I don't know who Tila is. We never find out. But. Harry says, like, I'm not going to have it by... Hold on. I'm not going to have it by then. But I get paid on Thursday. And they're cool with that. And he goes, okay. And and then Mace goes, okay. See, they're... they're, But that's the deadline. Yeah. (laughs) I like that they walk it back. Yeah. They're like, okay. That's reasonable. Yeah, I'll also break your legs tomorrow if you don't have it tomorrow. But... I have to wait three days for you to get a paycheck. Fine, new deadline. No, it's like it's like dealing with the bill chases on phones. You know, it's like no, no, no. I'll have it back. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, or, or like, can I pay fifteen dollars a week? I have I've done my fair share of drugs, and I have never met a drug dealer that was cool like that, man. Being like, okay, I'll wait, I, even though I just said I'm gonna break your legs if you don't have it by tomorrow. But okay, yeah, I'll wait till you get your paycheck. Well, I I also have a you know a thing of like I've only bought drugs off one person, or I've only bought drugs one time that I thought I, if I owed them money I'd be scared. Other than that, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, I just think it's funny that he's know like... Know your dealer, kids. That he's like, well, okay, then that's the deadline. Mm-hmm. He's just real hardcore. I mean, you're not scary, Mace. If I ever dealt drugs, that's what I would do. I'd be a really hard-ass drug dealer, but whenever it came time to like pay money, I'd be like, no, it's cool. <laughs> that <sounds laughs> no, I'd like be an a- asshole about it, too. I'd be like, no, you know, you need, you need to give me that fucking money right now. Oh, you can't? All right. <laughs> Yeah, very threatening to give him extra time and go back on Listen, your word. If, if you don't fucking pay me, I'll hit you up <laughs> later. Yeah, w- whenever I think get me back. I should get me back, motherfucker, or else. I mean, it's like, yeah, gets very threatening to give him, but then to, uh, goes back on his word immediately, but still tries to yell about it. It's okay. No, I think I think this is like a, a like a street tough that's like in training. Like, you know, he he's going through How'd it. How'd he get to be the leader? Oh, I mean, have you met the other guys? True. Okay, they true. suck. Um, okay, so cut to uh, the majorettes have finished. Everyone's finished practice. That whole everybody that never happened. That never happens. But the majorettes all meet up in a circle. And the coach says, uh, usually the majorettes, uh, usually I know we have an extra practice after the practice. You can't tell. You can't tell. They're bad. No, she's a bad coach. That's shocking that you have extra practices because y'all are the worst on the field. But they're not going to have it today because of the murders. And Jeff walks up because Jeff is dating Judy. Okay. Um, Now we're going to... Now we get into the first of a string of fights between Jeff and Judy about how... Okay, by the way... They this is still summer. They have two weeks until school starts, and they're going to be seniors. They have a whole year left together, but they are Judy will not stop fighting with him about how in a year he might get a scholarship and get to move out of this shithole place and do something with his life, and they're going to have to break up. And then the coach, the major coach, goes like, "I can help you with like money, like fine intuition if you want to, you know, go." And she's like, "No." 
but she continues to berate Jeff. Well, you know, maybe it wouldn't be like that if she was a better majorette and she could get a scholarship. But I'm just like, you have, okay, for one, you have a year with him. This isn't even saying you're not even in the school year yet. And then on top of that, you're a shitty girlfriend because you're like, oh, you might have an opportunity. Um, I don't know. It's also another thing of, ah, oh, late in the 80s, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, well, you know, the American dream is dying. Uh, inflation's going up. And uh, maybe you and Jeff ain't going to be together for the rest of your yeah, lives. I mean, two suddenly cost $150. No, 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 right no, now, no. So. The, 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 you know, that dream died in 77. So, uh, anyway, uh, after that little fight, which is going to continue, but uh, Vicky, Judy, and Jeff are going to go shopping and eat. So That fixes everything. Yeah. We're at the diner drugstore yeah whatever it is um <laughs> i don't care uh they're eating so vicky during this scene she very nonchalantly talks about her parents dying in a car wreck she also talks about how she's 17 which she is well not. Uh, yeah well she also talks about that her 18th birthday is in a week and a half and school starts back in two weeks so that's how we know about vicky that. is a solid 32 yeah um Anyway, after she tells the story about her parents dying and the car wreck, she talks about how her grandma had a stroke last year. Okay, cool. Uh, Nobody cares about your grandma. That will, I mean, you know, that is an important thing to know about. But at the moment when you're watching, you're like, uh, okay. So Jeff says, you know, my head's not been in the game. The reason that I have not been doing well at football practice is because I saw something. Um. And he, now he feels bad that he didn't say anything. It's been on his mind. So what he saw was Nicole, the girl that got killed, at the drive-in with Mace, and she was crying. So Jeff is assuming that Mace had beat her up or something, and that he should probably go to the police because Mace is probably the killer. Okay, that's a big assumption, but okay. Um, then they're like, you better be careful because if he finds out, Mace finds out, he's going to kill you. I, I don't think so because he's given a hundred deadlines. But it's a weird thing to be in high school and like have a known like person that will actually murder you. And he be won't friend. though. He'll just be like, well, uh, maybe I'll do. I'm it gonna later. give you until next week, and maybe I'll kill you then. Yeah. Okay. So if you just pay Mace's money, uh, or if you don't, it's probably pretty cool. Okay, so we cut to Barbara and Shirley. They're two of the other majorettes. Babs. Um, yeah, I made sure to know all these females' names, which a lot of people don't give a fuck, but it's Barbara and Shirley. They're walking home together, and Shirley is talking about how she thinks they need to stick together um, to be safe because of the murders. Barbara kind of poo-poos her, but she said, okay, fine, I'll walk home with you, but... Um, we can't do this forever. Who even knows if this was this is a thing? We can't do this forever. I'm not really even your friend. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But uh, Shirley Shirley says your parents aren't home, are they? And then we see a P, first person POV from inside the house. Um, and Barbara asks Shirley to come over to swim later, and she might. So I, who cares? Um, Everybody's got a pool. It's Indiana, Florida. By the way, this first person POV just ended up being her mom, who immediately says that she's uh, on her way out. She's leaving. So Barbara starts getting ready to go swimming. She changes. There's a first person POV while she's changing. It takes her about 20 minutes 
from changing, walking around the house, going outside, testing the water. Then she gets a phone call, goes back in because Shirley called her. Is Shirley going to come over? I don't know. We never find. Well, we do find out kind of, I think. I assume. But from the phone call, we don't know. I don't know. Don't knock her, man. Like, I take my time with shit. Not if I'm... I don't want to watch you doing it in a movie. I'm a slow-moving animal. And I'm I'm not watching you in a movie. I'm a slow-thinking animal, too. And I'm not watching you in a movie. Do you want to? No. I got some. Gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, she finally does get in the pool, and almost immediately, she's stabbed in the chest, her throat's slit, and conveniently, she's already in a pool, so a body of water, so she's able to be baptized right there and then. Very convenient for the killer. Yeah, chlorine, uh, chlorine um, <laughs> holifies everything. Yeah. Um. So immediately after that, there's the crime scene, and everybody in God is standing out there. Like, there's like two-year-olds out there. I, I, you gotta get them young. I mean, everybody in that town looks like they're standing out there. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't think it's this... Not, it, yeah, you're right. It's not just the street. It's everyone. Yeah, it's I, everybody. I, I, that's the one thing I didn't understand. So why the fuck are the kids there? And it looks kind of late. Yeah, and they're bringing out a dead fucking body. So this is what makes me think that Shirley did say she was going to come over because I think... That the well, only I, way this makes sense is that Shirley had to have come over and found Barbara to call the cops. Cause or, or maybe Shirley knew what the fuck was going on over at Babs' house and knew to stay Babs. the fuck away. Uh, I think Shirley went over and found her. That that I just that was an assumption I made. So sure. Um, the coroner want, clearly wants to get the fuck out of this scene very fast. He's in there for about a second. Um, they ask him if it could have been, if the weapon that was used, detective and sheriff asked the coroner if the weapon that was used was the same that was used on Nicole and Tommy. And, uh, he's like, I don't know. I, it looks like it, but I'm it's not really sure. Knife. And, uh, then he tells them that Nicole was pregnant. So they're like, maybe if we can find the father. I'm just now telling the police this. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he's like, I gotta go. He's like, yeah, really, it's like that. He's like, well, see you later. Bye. Um, You know, you know how this town is. I'm I'm real busy. And now we get to where the sheriff and the detective are uh, putting things together. Fun never stops in Indiana, Florida. They, they decide in Indiana, Florida. So they decide together that the water is a purification ritual. Okay. Mm hmm. From two murders. Okay. You ever gotten in some water? I've, no. I've I have, never, I've never I have stepped yet, in water. I have yet, but I've heard about the purification. Every time, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not true, because I take a shower every day, and that... Okay. So... I don't. I know. <laughs> well, obviously, since everyone in God is, is at the crime scene, Jeff and Judy are also there. And so now Jeff has to tell the police what he knows. Mm-hmm. And Judy's going to go with him. And whatever. (laughs) That's a part of the movie. It's whatever. I don't know. Oh, 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 the sergeant asks him, is this on a level? (laughs) And then he lets him go. I think he says, is this on the level? Whatever. What does that mean? I think that means that Jeff has come with malarkey before. (laughs) <laughs> and they're tired of his shit. 
So, yeah. Um, so, it doesn't show him they, talking. They've gotten a bunch of calls about UFOs from Jeff. And yeah. They're, they're real sick of it. Um, so, Jeff, it doesn't show Jeff talking to the sheriff. Um, um, but it cuts. Jeff thinks he saw a vampire one time. Yeah. It cuts to this weird stripper pool bar Dude, place. this is the best bar ever except the vibe. Yeah. Um, so the 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 uh, redneck gang is there. Mace shows up after being let go from um, the police because the popo didn't have a reason to keep him. Um, because Margaret, his girlfriend, gave him an alibi. Don't know why because he is so mean to her all the time. He like literally every time she says a word to him, like, "Can I get you a beer?" He's like, "Shut the fuck up, bitch! Sit down! I fucking hate you!" No, like, no, no, no. This goes on. This goes on with women in uh, in that gang's circle. Not, uh, no, they like Angel. Uh, the well, one they, cooking. Well, whenever they get back to their Confederate trailer. When she's cooking, they like her. The Angel. The blonde. Uh, yeah. I mean, but still, like, they're very mean. They don't yell at her. They don't, like, for everything she says, like, fuck off, bitch. I mean, it's bizarre. Anyway. Um, why, he, why do they hang around them? Because. because is, girl, it, is, it, is it the toot? Girls are. I don't know. Well, toot's a little honky tonk. No, I don't think it's a toot. But anyway, uh, girls are stupid too. It's got to be the toot. Um. So anyway, he he knows that Jeff talked. Mm-hmm. Bad sign. Anyway, this is a really stupid scene, but it also uh, allows for the redneck of the 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 biggest redneck of this Confederate gang, um, to uh, to show off something. Um, Confederate flag. Before that, gun. before that, Mace threatens to kill Margaret for I think offering to get him a beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah, yeah. As you do. So this r- real redneck—they're all redneck—but this real redneck gang member has a gun from the Civil War or something, and he he goes, "The slugs can't be traced." Uh, I bet your bottom dollar. That they can, if someone found a fucking bullet that was from the goddamn Civil War, that's pretty traceable. These guns can't, if they are traced, the bullets will be put in a museum. It's okay. Yeah, they won't care. They'll make, they'll melt the bullets down, make a statue. So, so anyway, <laughs> we're back at Vicky's house, and uh, Helga brings Elvira lemonade. This, this part kills me. Vicky goes, uh, talking about her grandmother. She's like, she seems so disturbed, almost as if she's frightened by something. How the fuck did you get to that, Vicky? Because Elvira's face has not changed through the whole movie. Listen, Vicky, in your 32 years, I mean, <laughs> your eight, 17 years, uh, how did you get to this conclusion? Uh, well, your grandmother it, hasn't said a goddamn thing in 20 she years. She hasn't even changed her fucking face. She so hasn't said a goddamn thing because everybody's year. so stupid. Yeah. So Nazi Helga explains it away. Nazi Helga. We cut to Roland. He's talking to the preacher, who is played by, jo- you know, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Johnny from oh, Night really? of the Living Dead. Okay. Yes. I um, didn't know that. I didn't notice. Yes. I didn't catch. Um, so They're this conversation. To get you, Barbara. Yeah. This conversation's dumb, but uh, it adds to the motive of the in the churchiness tone. And once again, the pre- preacher talks about baptism and purification, and um, Roland says that he doesn't. Un- he understands all this because he's a godparent, so he knows everything about baptisms. Okay, that's not how it works, Roland. 
Okay. Yeah, so they, they they take the godparent thing really serious. Yeah. Um, but this church is more fundamental, so they do total immersion and a total cleansing. Yeah. And after that, the preacher kind of just gives a mini sermon to Roland, and the scene's over. So okay, let's let's get this out of the way. Uh, so godparenting is if you're if the parents die like in a car wreck or something like that or a plane crash, you end up being the guardian. You would be the last in line. It would be your family first. Okay. Then, then maybe. So, so if the entire family, if some, the entire family and lineage yes. was wiped out, then you take care of the kids. And sometimes people just do it just to be nice, like and, okay, and, you're the godparent. And then by by that time, they're probably like sixteen and seventeen, so you don't even have to do it. Yeah, and it really doesn't mean shit. Okay, so it's just so, being like, hey man, I like you. Like you're my friend, so I'm like you're my best friend, so I'm gonna make you the godfather. Yeah. But this doesn't mean anything really. I like so, you. Okay. Like I like you a lot. Well, this definitely doesn't mean that you know, like because of this, you know everything about church. Oh, yeah, I like but, okay. I like you a lot, but not like that way. Just like, like you, you and your wife. If because anything, I'm a godfather, no. I have to learn everything about religion. Hey, uh, hey man, I like you and your wife a lot. Do you like our kids? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool yeah so we cut to jeff and judy they're fighting again about this whole college thing um judy needs to sob I, i'm over her <laughs> neither but, one of them are going to college so um also they have a year left so i don't shut the fuck There's up a whole judy year to get kicked out of school <sighs> I mean, for you but hey every <laughs> <laughs> so just every... because it happened doesn't mean it was a bad thing Oh, hey, you, you stop just, it, Emily. You just admitted it, not me. Um, so at this point, because they were fighting, everyone else, all the other majorettes have showered and they're leaving. Um, and Aren't they clean? Aren't they purified? You would think. Anyway, uh, especially I'd because... just go and bless the shower nozzles and let those bitches do well, whatever the fuck they want. With the next scene, you would think. Yeah. But I guess none of them get killed, so... If you get bathed in, in holy water every day... Can, can't you go out and do the worst shit every night? I think all you have to do is, like, say, hey, God, sorry. That's what I've come to realize. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I'm not a godfather, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a godparent, no. so I don't understand religion. You're not religion. a member of the mafia? No, I'm not a godparent, so I, I don't know anything about religion. All right, Don Corleone. So, yeah, well, I am that kind of godfather. But anyway, okay, so... Uh, Jeff is supposed to take her home, but because they're fighting, he's like, fuck this, and he walks away. So she goes... Uh, That'll fix everything, guys. Yeah. Trust me. So she goes to take a shower. This is the only, for me, this is the only creepy shot in the movie. Um, when she's walking to take a shower, you see next... You see one of the shower stalls, and then you see another one next to it, and behind that, like, you know, whatever... The glass is, it's that mosaic type, whatever. Shower door. Yeah, that, but you know, it's that glass, it's that glass. Frosted. Yeah, whatever. You see the killer behind there and she doesn't see him and that shot's really creepy. Yeah. You got a little psycho thing going on. Yeah. Also, Harry has, uh, is still in his little air vent peephole watching. So just keep that in mind. So the killer comes out, he stabs, I'm just going to say, he stabs, slits, then he throws, you know, he has to do a makeshift purification. So he just dumps her under the shower water. Um, but during their struggle before the, before this, she grabs his mask and takes it off. And Harry gets a picture. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, now we With see the advantages of being a voyeur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now we see Vicky, and she's walking outside with two of the other majorettes, and she sees Jeff in the parking lot. He had decided to not leave. He wasn't going to actually leave her. But Judy's taking a really long time, so they're like, we should go back in and look for her. So they go back in. They get both going to the shower, whatever. She, they find her dead. Okay. So Sheriff Braden goes to Vicky's. Don't know why. At all. But um, Helga had called. Oh, I know why. Sorry. He, there is a reason. Helga had called him with quote unquote evidence. Somehow in this five minute time period where Harry took this picture and also had to develop the picture in a dark room. Somehow this picture came out. Harry is the living Polaroid. I mean, I was like this. Okay. So, um, somehow Harry had already been able to process this photo from Judy's killing. And the killer is dun, 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 who do you think it is? Skeet Ulrich. I wish. No, it's Webster. It was Webster. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Sheriff Braden. <laughs> it was Webster. <laughs> Shit. So, it was Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> it's Sheriff Braden. Helga and Harry tie him up. And um, he tries to explain to them why he was killing these girls. He's like, they're flaunting their bodies and they're sinful and they need to be purified. Well, they're doing the Lord's work and I've got to stop it. They, they are were basically, fucking the unfuckables. You know what they were doing? They were making him ha- get a heart on. Yeah. That's it. So, okay. Uh, so, Helga and Harry are like, we don't really give a shit. We're fine with you killing these people. However. Um, there is a price tag. You have to. You can't kill Vicky until after she turns 18. Which I think at this point he says something like, why would I kill Vicky? And I'm like, well, bitch, because she also shows off her body. But no, she a hoe. Okay, but the reason that he can't kill Vicky until after she turns 18 is because Vicky gets half a mil from the trust her parents set up only after she turns 18. Okay, you're right. This did not take place in Indiana. Mm -mm. So they need that. And after they after Vicky's killed, they're going to get that. Plus, then they're going to kill Elvira and get all of her inheritance and be able to sell everything in the house. So. They, they need him in on this. Leave it to Nazis to sell off priceless art. <laughs> so uh, now we see Roland. He's on a date with the majorette coach. She gets a phone call about Judy being dead. That, that, that seems dumb. By the time, I get one of those calls every Tuesday. Yeah, it's in a restaurant, too. It's yeah. like, oh, there's someone on the phone. Like, how does that happen? Hey, Judy's dead again. Like, uh, we, we found you. At the, we, we called every restaurant in town to, fi- to find you. Whatever. Okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? You, only, you, you called everywhere except Louie's? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Louie's Spaghettatorium. That's wrong. They're probably at the Clam Slam for the Maniac. The Clam Slam, yeah. Uh, but by the time... Rolling, so he's like, "Bye, I gotta go." But by the time he gets to the police office, it, uh, the sheriff—is that what it's called? I the don't police know office. Anymore. <laughs> okay, I said PO. I think it's the police office. Nothing that, makes sense. Stare into the void. If I not don't stare know. Back. The place where the police, uh, you know, are, are headquartered. Where do they hang out? Where they, they hang, hang out, out there. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, so it's, by the, it's also the spaghetti room. <laughs> by the, time, the, ra- the ravioli room, if you will. The, by the time Roland gets there, the sheriff is like, well, I'll let Vic, uh, Vicky and Jeff go. And then there's some kind of like psychological talk that doesn't make any sense. But 
Vicky, way too intellectual for the likes of us. Well, not for me. That's what I have my degree in, and oh, I know it, did, and it didn't make any fucking sense. All right. So, yeah, fucking twenty dollar words over here. You're the one that said I can't read. Well, obviously, I've I've been proven wrong. I mean, I didn't read the back of that box very well, but you know. So anyway, okay, Vicky and Jeff. Get, I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. I said it. All right, Vicky. Vicky and Jeff get back to the high school parking lot because that's where Jeff's car is, and the redneck gang shows whoa, 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 up. Whoa. But at this fucking scene, there is nothing that I don't I don't understand. Everybody in this fucking scene blocks every car in. Yeah, there's no way to get out of this parking lot when they're done. So yeah, the redneck gang comes to kidnap them, but it's impo- It looks impossible. Even before they get there, fucking Vicky and Jeff. Parked behind another car in a parking spot. See, I thought it was just Jeff's car, but... Well, uh... Okay, sorry. I apologize for disrupting, but uh, go on. But yes, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a complete a, parking... It's stupid. It, yeah. Um, so... They're taking Vicky and Jeff to this warehouse. Well, Harry sees this happen. He's like, oh, God, Mama's going to be mad. Mama's going to be mad. So he, he gets in his car and follows them. Don't know why she would care about that. Because they Vicky can't be killed. Well, I understand, but... So anyway, he follows him to the warehouse. This scene is far too long. Um, Harry walks in to the warehouse and he starts this diatribe. And the gang has no fucking clue because they don't know about this plot that he has with his Nazi mom. But he's like, don't hurt Vicky. And he tries to explain why. But everyone's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you know, if he if they would have let him talk a little bit more, um, it would have been maybe like the Confederacy and the Nazism would have fucking combined. But uh, this this scene is a turmoil because of lack of communication. Yeah, that's true. Most relationships are. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, man, I just that, turned that's into... That's waxing romantic. Turned into Dear Abby or Delilah. Delilah. <laughs> or John Tesh. <laughs> no... He gets fun facts. Fuck okay, anyway, him. All right. Fuck John Tesh. So, hey, okay. Mace and Bart start fighting over. Uh, they start fighting. Unless it's John Tesh from E Entertainment. All right. So, it is the same person. I know. Okay. Anyway. Well, there's two different ones. Okay. Mace and Bart fight. So, the other Renick, the one with the Civil War gun, um, he shoots and kills uh, Bart. Then he kills Harry. Then he kills Vicky. So he kills only white people. Well, who else was in there? I don't know, but that's not what the Confederacy did. Well, I don't know why all this happened. It just did. Um, so Vicky's de- now no, Vicky's dead. So that part of this inheritance plan, she can get the Elvira stuff, but the Vicky plan fucked. Um, and also Harry's dead now. So um, Jeff is like, I'm going to get revenge. So this is what he does. He goes home, and his dad or whoever has a fucking gun cabinet with literal, uh, like, assault rifles no, and machine an guns. he's got M16 military issue fucking... <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's... He, he's... Now he's Rambo. Um, and let the Ramboing begin. And let it begin, because now this has turned... This was a slasher, and now it is an action movie. And this scene goes on for way, way too long. Way too long. But now now this is an action movie. This is another action slasher. So, um, anyway, he gets all that stuff. He goes to the gang's hideout. There's a camper with some vans and tanks of gas around. Um, it's a trailer. Yeah. 
It is with the Confederate flag inside. Anyway, inside Angel, you don't know who she. She's just this blonde girl that's cooking for them. She's cooking, and Mace is talking about how they need to get out of town because all the shit that happened. And he's being mean to Margaret per usual. He, he yells. Does she try to get up and get him a beer or a sandwich? She tries or something? to do something for her. For yeah. him, he's like, "Shut the fuck up and sit down." Yeah, it's amazing. To a regular fucking question, yeah. but okay. C- control your bitch with violence. So Jeff takes his. Uh, Jeff is outside. He takes his shirt off, and you know I like that, and that happens. But his body yeah, isn't yeah. as good as Chuck's. No, no Ted Pryor. I mean, that's not. He got like man boobs a little bit, but anyway. Come on, I so too. well, I and I'm not looking at your body thinking that you're saturated. I, like, what were you? That's I'm talking I, like compared to Chuck. That's why I don't take my shirt off. Okay, <laughs> you're body shaming me. I'm not at all, but I've seen you without your shirt on, so you're just lying. Well, it's just you're body shaming. I am not. I just said you don't <laughs> look like Chuck. Anyway, I want to. Okay, well, then become a bodybuilder. I want to be Commander Chuck in the Eye of the Skyways. <laughs> anyway, um, so, okay, Jeff takes his shirt off. He uh, puts it in the gas tank of one of the vans, and he lights it on fire. So he can basically, this is like pre-Columbine, but this is basically what his, he's planning to do was what Colin, like, uh, Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris wanted to do at Columbine but failed because their most of the bombs didn't go off. Anyway, so um, he wants to shoot the gang as they are running out of the camper because of the explosion, which is what's the Columbine plan it, in a lower scale. But anyway, um, so now there's a Rambo blood bloodbath, uh, car explosion. Mace gets, uh, everyone gets shot. Either they get shot like individually or the car they're in they're in gets shot and blows up everyone dies except for mace who only gets shot in the leg and he runs oh that's how it happens when you get shot in the leg you run yeah um so jeff finally finds mace after way too long no it's forever (sighs) then uh he just shoots the fucking shit out of him oh yeah yeah mace had it coming so now Helga's pissed that Becky's dead. Well, at least Jeff won the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Helga's pissed that Vicky's dead, and I guess sad that Harry's dead, but she doesn't really care, I don't think. Um, and she's preparing to kill Elvira. She does kill her. She shoots her up with something that kills her. And um, then the sheriff shows up and kills Helga. But he tells her that he like he hangs her. But he tells her he's not going to purify her. Does that mean she's going to hell? Yeah, I guess. Oh no. Um, and then he leaves evidence, um, like his combat attire, the stuff he wore when he killed people, and the weapon and everything. He leaves all that in Harry's dark room, so he sets up that Harry was the killer all along and that Helga killed herself after she found out that Harry was the killer. Yeah. Because, you know, 1986, 87, you know, forensics hadn't really come that far along. No. So, uh, Jeff wakes up and he's a hero in the hospital. No, he doesn't wake up. He's just sitting there and, but they call it the detective and the sheriff call him a hero. And they're like, basically thanks for doing our job and getting the scum off the street and we'll get you exonerated. But he's not, he's unconscious so okay so 
cue to the last scene in the movie, which is maybe one of the creepiest things it's I've ever good. seen. It's pretty good. Um, so there's about th- these. There's some little girls. They're about four to twelve years old, um, practicing to be majorettes, and uh, they but, do a but, little. But, but, they're pure though well the camera pans and guess who's watching them mm. webster webster no it was it's it's the sheriff it's the sheriff yeah the sheriff is watching because he's watching i thought for, it was i thought it was danny bonaducci well it could have been or is that the same guy is that the guy that was in partridge family the, or he's the guy from that, the, that was New the Jersey. child that was in uh, Partridge Family. He grew up to be a monster of a man. But who's the guy that was in New Jersey that had the girl like that guy? Glenn Danzig. No, Bruce that had the, that's like John bon teenage girlfriend ki- like tried to kill his wife and they got real famous for it. Uh, <coughs> he has a name like Bonaduce or something. <coughs> Tom Sizemore. That's like Harry Bonaduce. I don't know Harry Bonaduce. Um. Anyway, so Belafonte. No. Yeah, has Harry Belafonte. <laughs> no. <laughs> Butafuco. Butafuco. His name's Butafuco. That sounds like a Jersey trash name. Yep. But anyway, so uh, the sheriff is watching because I guess he's looking for the girls that are going to end up uh, becoming his next victims. Yeah, they're going to suck a dick. The budget was uh, about $85,000. I've already gone through the other fun facts, you know, the... The writer, the director, you know, Johnny is in it. Um, Johnny. So I'll quickly go through the deaths. One, Tommy, his neck slashed by the sheriff. This this is weird. Okay, this is weird. Two, Nicole, stab, stab slit water, sheriff. Number three, Barbara, stab slit water, sheriff. Four, Judy, stab slit water, sheriff. Five, Bart, he's shot by the gang member. Six is Harry Schuler. He's also shot by the gang member. Seven is Vicky. She's shot by the gang member. Eight is Angel, who blows up in the car, I think, um, by Jeff. Nine is uh, Margaret, also blows up in the car. Ten is... Ten through, like, fifteen are just random other gang guys. So we have at least like we have more kills than it says because of that whole scene. Um, so I get whatever ten through fourteen is random gang guys. Fifteen is Mace. He's shot by Jeff. Sixteen is Elvira. She's poisoned by Helga. Um, seven, so and then seventeen is Helga, and she's hung by the sheriff. Now, oh whoa whoa whoa, you forgot one. Who? Nicole's baby. Oh, okay. 18. Uh, was that a little moment of silence for the unborn baby? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, So what's interesting about this kill count, it is high, which I would expect from an action slasher. But the killer in the movie, his kill count <laughs> is like the sheriff. His kill count is lower than Jeff's. Yeah. He has killed the killer in the movie. Killed five people. Jeff killed at least eight. Yeah, probably more. He burned a whole house down. I mean, yeah. So anyway, that's all I got. So what do you uh rate this? Uh, Before I rate it, I just I had the sneaking thought of like a really good idea for a movie of where an unborn baby is psionically making other people die. (laughs) 
I think it'd be a good point. Uh, okay, so two stars. Th- he didn't see see my face. Are you or he did. <laughs> Y'all can. Uh, no, it was nasty. <laughs> Thought it was a stupid idea. <laughs> no, it'd be good. Well, you didn't talk about Nicole's baby. Well, excuse me for living. It was like seven weeks. I'm playing a benefit for Planned Parenthood tonight, and I just want to say, you know. Anyway, that's what it's going to be. What are the stars? What do you give a it? Two. A two. Yeah. I give it a two point five out of five. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I like. I I did. I hated it the first time I watched it, um, and then I've watched it two times since then. I enjoyed it a lot more. It had a good camaraderie. Um, the kills. I mean, it it takes a turn where it's not a slasher anymore at one point, but I still no, enjoyed it. Becomes that. Rambo. Yeah, I, I still enjoyed it. Um, it was wild, like just the whole Hel- Helga Harry shit I don't know um, and all the church shit in it yeah there was too much of that too much oh, I thought the, it was hilarious there so. was too much of the church stuff the too, mu- too like much that. dialogue and then uh, too much of this like um, kind of building a mystery kind building of thing building a mystery <laughs> but, uh, the, he loves I mean, Sarah McLaughlin I do Lilith Fair I was there every year <laughs> you were like five I was there Okay. All right. Well, you know, been say, more than you. Yeah, because I'm not lying. So stay gagged on a baton. Stay gag on the Dixie chicks who are not Dixie chicks anymore. They're just the chicks, <laughs> and that used to be at Lilith Fair when I was five. <laughs> they were not even popular till you we were in seventh grade. How do you know my timeline? Because I remember. Because I know how old you are, and I remember getting that CD. Oh. So you would have been in sixth grade, and I was in seventh grade. So lie. Mm. Then they never played a little affair. But um, how old was I in sixth grade? You would have been at uh, eleven or twelve. Stay gagged on that. Okay. Stay gagged on um that bayonet, I guess. Go back in time and stay gagged on my sixth grade eleven year old self. Stay gagged on the toot. The t- uh, oh shit! I gotta get out of here and go sell some toot. Actually, <laughs> For, yeah. Say, say gagged on on not having uh, being a drug dealer, but not really giving deadlines. I'll stay gagged on that because that is the coolest drug dealer ever. I only know one that would hurt me. Yeah, don't say gagged on any of those gang guys because they suck. Suck, but like, Mesa was kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, what, I mean, he likes to live in America. Right. So, uh, anyway, stay gagged on all our social media, Instagram, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Gag Me With a Knife podcast, and go to our website, gagmewithanifepodcast.com, so you can buy our merch. And we will see you next time. Cue marching band. Peace. One, two, three.